This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt, his trusty co-host Will Sterling, and Jeff DeRay. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Yes, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Blattcast, except no substitute because there are none. I, as always, am Christian Blatt, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Do-Ray. That's me. And that is you. And uh, for our visual audience, uh, the best part of waking up is Will Sterling in a robe. So it's Not like, so early. It's still very early here on the West Coast. And uh, I sleep in this kiss shirt. So, you know, basically we're all, we're still in our jammies. But uh, it's lunchtime where Jeff is. So he's got to look very respectable, respectable, very retesticle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a few things I want to cover. Uh, you know, the, the big burning question for throughout all of Black Cast Nation is, did Liev show up for dinner? And uh, we will reveal that in a little bit. But uh, the day after that uh, dinner was supposed to have taken place was a little something they like to call the big game, the, uh, the puppy the, bowl, the puppy oh. bowl. And uh, Will, did you watch uh, any of the Super Bowl as it aired live? Uh, were you I anywhere? saw like a couple of plays, basically. I was at a friend's party and I was pretty much uh, outside playing beer pong and not watching. It sounds like uh, sounds like fine. And, uh, you know. Uh, anytime that you can uh, have beer pong, it, it should really outrank a lot of other activities. It's um, like, a, but it's like adult beer pong where we fill the cups with water because it's gross to drink the beer from the cups. Like that's what eighteen-year-olds do. Oh, we just so the you fill the hand. cups with water, but then you actually drink the beer you're holding. Yes, that seems like a post-COVID it's, beer pong. It's kind of just like a we sip our beers as we play. There's no punishment. It's just like if you win, you win. That's your victory, and if you lose, your what your your punishment is. Uh, Jeff, my understanding is that you only play beer pong for the punishment. So if the punishment is out, is there any reason to actually play? I don't think so. I guess if you just really like throwing balls in cups, you can play. (laughs) That's kind of what I guess we like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you check uh, Will's YouTube algorithm, it does include two balls, one cup. So I'm fairly Mm -hmm. sure that, uh, you know, and look, maybe we've all taken a look at that video. It's fine. Uh, Jeff, uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time breaking down the X's and O's, but uh, before the Super Bowl, we are talking about an outcome that uh, you would have liked to have seen, uh, which was that the uh, Eagles lose. And uh, wh- what was the reason why you wanted the Philadelphia Eagles to lose? I can't remember. Philadelphia just generally sucks as a place. That's it. <laughs> Do you not eat cheesesteaks or Philadelphia cream cheese because of your disdain for that yeah. city? I definitely do not eat cream cheese, so no. It's not just the Philadelphia cream cheese. It's all of it. Yeah, look, I'm sure there's tons of lovely people in Philadelphia, but honestly, the people that I have met from Philadelphia, the people that I know, like, are genuinely some of the most scumbag piece of shit people I've ever known. Literally, one of my roommates in college was from Philadelphia. We... Uh, gave him access to my then girlfriend's account to help pay her portion of like, we we had moved to go do a semester in LA and they were still back in Boston. We gave him access to the account because they needed it for like some deposit thing. Like we worked something out. 
he then went in and stole all her money to like we wouldn't know it was him kind of a thing it was just like bro you're you're both a scumbag and a moron so yeah that's pretty much philadelphia in a nutshell well uh, interestingly enough the elton john song philadelphia freedom is actually about that it's about getting access to a to a, a roommate's bank account and then taking all the money off of it uh, out of it uh, also yeah. uh yeah but uh does it feel a little extra that uh you know the eagles depending on how you looked at it may have lost on kind of a bullshit play at the end of the game where they actually could very well have did do you even just conceding that that's the point does it feel better because of uh let's just say that uh, there might have been some rage issues in the Philadelphia area Sunday night well I mean, fuck them because they won on some bullshit plays in 2017. So it's like, well, if you go. really want to get upset about like blown calls, then you can rescind your previous Super Bowl. <laughs> you, can, you can put it in a box and uh, write return to sender. Um, but uh, for, for this show, uh, what we tend to focus on uh, primarily as it relates to Super Sunday is uh, things like the commercials. And uh, there was a, a fairly big one. Will, I know that uh, there, there's been a little bit of uh, conversation about it, but what I don't know is, you know, I don't think we actually took the time to break it down. And I'm going to play the Flash trailer, but in the background on mute. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Flash trailer. Uh, Will, your thoughts on... You know, essentially Flashpoint, but the movie's just called The Flash. It looks fun. I mean, I, the thing is, is like all the buzz has been positive. I, I will say that Flashpoint story is genuinely one of my least favorite Flash stories of all time. Just to interject, so, isn't it a lot of people's least favorite? Yeah, because it then it erased. Well, Wally West aside, it created the new 52, which was kind of considered like absolutely one of the worst like universe reboots of DC. Right. So to the point where Rebirth was like, um... What if what if all the people came back? Which is always inevitable when they reboot a universe. So sure, I, of course. The thing is, is Ezra Miller's like so problematic. I do think that they should replace him, and they have an opportunity now. But he's a good bear. Sorry, whoops. A good actor, and they're funny. I like them in Justice League and stuff. And so it's like I like that this is folding in Man of Steel and Batman. It looks like all the the movies, which I guess gives them a clear reset point. And I'm like, is Zod gonna? Is he in this movie, or is it footage from Man of Steel? Well, so. I well, yeah, because if, if he's able to if he's able to mess with the timeline, you can uh, revisit a lot of different things, you know. So, you know, Zod from an earlier time, you know, it's like Endgame was like, well, here's 2014 Thanos. Don't think too I will much say, about it. Sorry, in this shot specifically, Michael Keaton, it looks very silly. It's cool to see him, but he looks silly. I'm sorry. Do you think he looks too old? Is Why? It and also my issue is like the Tim Burton Batman is now suddenly a Marvel style Batman. I don't know about that. It's it's weird. It's not the same movie. You know what I mean? Like we don't Ben Affleck Batman. Yes. The Michael Keaton, like he just seems like a regular guy. Uh, well, I'm he's, he's like th he's like 30 years older. So maybe he's uh, gotten to be more regular guy. I guess so. Um, the uh, the the big buzz is, of course, like we knew that, uh, you know, we'd heard that uh, Keaton is in this for quite some time, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I guess we get to see a Supergirl in it. But it's, you know, not TV Supergirl because obviously TV actors and movie actors aren't the same. It won't be future Supergirl either. Right. So, yeah, the standalone Supergirl movie will include someone else. Yeah. <laughs> so don't get attached to her. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, and we've got uh, two Ezra Millers. So uh, hopefully, hopefully one of them is able to, you know, stay out of the justice system, as it were. Jeff, what did you think when you saw this Flash trailer? To be honest, this silent version is the first I've watched of it. So, <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, unlike Will, I support non-binary people. So I'm like really pro <laughs> no. Ezra Miller. But, yeah. <laughs> so you're really pushing for Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah but, and obviously it, there's the two of them. So he can be each version of himself. That's sorry, why they can. Uh, no, no, no. They Jeff. can be each version of themselves. Or so wait, was one of them. Support non-binary people. Does one of the Ezra's identify differently than the other? That's a yeah. real, that's a valid one is they question. and the other's them. Uh, let's see. And, and Will, obviously, a tremendous supporter of non binary, but you do have to put Wally West above support for really most groups, I would say. So is it's anti Semitism, too. Seems <laughs> <laughs> Barry Jewish? Allen. Is Barry Allen Jewish? No, but Ezra Miller is. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's anti-Semitism. I, like, I do like that they have the flash ring where the suit comes out of it. That'll be fun to see. That is actually, yeah. You you, you think they might spend a couple bucks on that effect, Will? One, at least once. Yeah, just the first time, and then <laughs> and then after that, it happens off camera. Hang exactly. on, let me go uh, out of shot and open. You have my to flash put it on. My favorite example of that is uh, later seasons of the uh, NBC show Quantum Leap. Uh, Dean Stockwell would open this magic door and show up. In later seasons, the door opens off camera. You just hear the sound <laughs> effect, and then he walks into the shot. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna actually open the door anymore. <laughs> you know yeah. how he got there. You saw Keaton just a second ago. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it looks silly? Uh, are you able to kind of just overcome that just because like it's going to be cool to see him as Batman? What are your thoughts, Jeff? I mean, I'm not I enjoyed the Keaton Batman movies, but I'm not like so attached to them that I'm going to have this like, wow, nostalgia. Right. Because yeah. I was born when the first one came out. So <laughs> it's not right. I'm sure for a bit of an older audience, it's going to mean that much more. Um, yeah. I think it's fun. It's the, I mean, to me, it's the same concept as the Spider-Man's movie, right? Like, Hey, remember yes. when you watched the movies with this guy? And so it's going to have that fun nostalgia factor. But outside of that, I, it's, it's kind of like once you've done it once in a movie, it's, it loses a lot of the novelty, right? So the fact that a movie like this, but with Spider-Man's already came out, I think is going to take a little bit away from it, but it still looks fun. It still looks interesting. I don't hate the Flashpoint story. I like Thomas Wayne Batman. That is the coolest part about Flashpoint. I think everybody agrees on that one. But. It's more exciting than trailers for some of the other recent superhero movies in general, you know, because you got the, you drop Michael Keaton in there. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it'll, it, and it's coming out in June. So, uh, you know, a very, very busy schedule. Will, by the time Flash comes out, how many times do you think you'll have seen Fast X? Probably zero. Oh, but it's about family. It's always about family. I wish it was no, about but it's family. really about family this time. I wish for <laughs> once it was about something else. We know that there are, it's about family. We can make it about something different. No, Those but movies I watch at home after Paul Walker died. I, I watch them at home. Right, because uh, it's, it's just not the same. Um, it's really, it's really not. I was at a movie yesterday afternoon and uh, people definitely uh, booed the Fast X trailer. And uh, it's so bad. And it's like, yeah. I just don't understand. I mean, they keep making so many like piles of money, I think, because people have accepted like just that they're they're shit, but they're fun. But I think that Vin Diesel and like the team like thinks that they're making great movies because you hear him talk. He's like, 
it's like Lord of the Rings. Like the mythology of this is like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, you know, it's funny. Every time I watch Lord of the Rings, I do think to myself, this is a lot like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> They're practically the same movie, right? They are the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I yeah. ran his car off a cliff with <laughs> by shooting a tank, like so that he could hit a helicopter. Yep. That was sick. I, so, I mean, we yeah. all remember our, our favorite entry in the series, which was uh, Mordor Drift, which uh, I think people didn't like when it came out. But, uh, you know, just watching watching old Bilbo, uh, you know, drag race through the Shire, as it were. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dangerous like territory Smog was killed only to bring yeah. him back in the eighth movie. <laughs> I'm in dangerous territory referencing Hobbit stuff because I, you know, I'm I'm one and done with all those movies. Like I saw them and I'm like, these are good, but I can't I can't go back in. There was a part of me that wanted to watch the Amazon series because a friend of Heather's and I have he's basically spent like five years of his life on it. And uh, I just I just can't motivate myself. There was an Indiana Jones trailer, uh, Indiana Jones five, which I feel like to uh, borrow a, a joke from uh, our all, all of our former former employer. Uh, Dennis Miller was that uh, he th- said that Star Trek six should be called the apology because Star Trek five was so bad. And I think that Indiana Jones five is the apology. There would be no Indiana Jones five if four had been really good. And I think because it wasn't, they're like, all right, I guess we got to, I guess we got to dust off the, the, the hey, hat one yeah. more time. We got to fix this. No Shia LaBeouf anywhere in there. And uh, you know, he I'm was, sure they'll uh, mention him, but yeah. Oh yeah. I think his name was Mutt. It'll be one of those. Uh, what happened to Mud? Uh, yeah, you got hit by a train. But anyway, he went to college. He's in college. Yeah. <laughs> right, he's off at college. <laughs> Mud Jones, the college years. Wait yeah. a minute. That's like pure nostalgia. I'm like, I don't even know if it's going to be good, but I will definitely see that movie in the theater because it's Indiana Jones on the big screen. At some point, it'll be the last one, and you just have to figure like how many times can Harrison Ford, you know, hurt himself doing stunts on set? Didn't he crash a plane not that long ago? And then it seems like he's he was like not really working, and then he crashed yeah. a plane, and now he's working a lot. So you wonder if like <laughs> some of those insurance bills went up or like what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, I know because he crashed a plane in his private life. It was yeah. it was not in, it was not in a movie and like know. on a golf course or something yeah. too. Well, you know, are either of you just disgusted with the idea of Indy five or does it seem, well, let me ask you first, Will, is it like a, well, I'll watch it at home, you know, probably Disney plus, or are you just like, no, I can't go back in. They wronged me with the fourth one. I'll go to the theaters. I'm, I'm excited. That's a, that's a character that like, no matter what, there's still something about it that has like yeah. a, a charm and a, and a thrill, you know, like I, then after watching the trailer, I'd like went back and listened to the music from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And like, I haven't seen the original three movies in a couple of years. Uh, I was one of the people that actually found a couple of things to like in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, despite overall it being not great. I thought there were things to like about it, but I do agree that this this can be the apology. And obviously the de-aging stuff looks good, so I'm sure that opening sequence yeah. will be I actually cool. thought getting nuked in the fridge was cool, but like nuke the fridge became a whole thing. I know. I was like, I don't, whatever. Like, I, he's done crazier shit. A dude pulled yeah. a heart out of a kid's chest and he didn't die. Like, We've seen yeah. other he, crazy things happen. He he held the Holy Grail, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like... <laughs> I think the last act is actually like where it gets off the rails because it's so CG and you have yeah. Shia LaBeouf literally swinging from vines with a bunch of monkeys. With, with, a, bun- with a bunch of monkeys, yeah. And uh, it's just... And then it's aliens and you're like, oh man, like if we pivoted here, like we, we kind of saved this, but they really just went down the, down the tube. 
Yeah. Uh, our pal YouTube administrator. Uh, <laughs> I like Indy four. Uh, I want to see him race an Indy 500 car. So that's Indy Indy. And of course in Indianapolis, uh, Jacob Lee Downey. Thank you. What about you, Jeff? Uh, thoughts as you think about uh, the fact that uh, just a few weeks after the flash, we'll get Indy five. When I saw the trailer for it, it just felt very reminiscent of when four came out where it was just kind of sure. like, was there anybody asking for this? And then it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not exactly sold on it because it just feels like it's really one of those products of like uh completely spent Hollywood where they're like, we really don't have any ideas. What was that idea we had 15 years ago? Let's try that one again. Yeah. Remember and, how we rebooted Indiana Jones? How about we reboot the reboot? What do you think about that? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, from that perspective, it just feels like lazy. But at the same time, it's like, this is what the studios invest in. So there's every reason to believe that it could have fun action and be an interesting yeah. blockbuster movie. At the same time, it's just like, I think it would be nice if we could start, I, I mean, falling on deaf ears, but it's like, I wish we could just get some new original properties. Like there could be other adventurers in the world that aren't Indiana Jones with which we could have told this story and started a new franchise instead of just banking on nostalgia yeah but instead they'll just reboot the mummy you know it's the uh, other adventurers that will get it. it's a, yeah. hey has anybody tried to dust off alan quatermain in a while or is that uh... that was when indy 4 came out the asylum that production company that makes all the knockoff movies oh yeah they they had an alan quatermain movie was there like timed release to, to indy 4 oh yeah and the and the temple of crystal pepsi unless i'm mistaken yeah it was yeah. great uh, yeah, I think, uh, look, I, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, the example I always use is that Harrison Ford on screen is always engaging and captivating. I do always use the example as bad as a Star Wars Christmas special is you see him on screen and you're like, yeah, that's Han Solo. Everybody else is doing just the you know, Mark Hamill's got so much pancake makeup on because of his car yeah. accident. I, I think that uh, let's just say there's a light dusting on Carrie Fisher's nose as she sings to us. But uh, Harrison Ford just uh, owns everything he's in. So I'm excited. Uh, the The trailer that uh, I, I think I was personally most excited for, basically James Gunn's swan song for the MCU before he takes over DC, uh, which is uh, Guardians 3. I, I'm just sort of looking forward to what it is because the way that it's framed in here, it is actually also all about family. I don't know if you realize that. <laughs> but uh, life is about family, Christian. That's what I'm saying. Make something about something else. That's a given. Family is yeah. number one. And then whatever comes after that. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, the the, the rainbow song, uh, since, since You've Been Gone, just getting to hear that, uh, it's... Uh, it's like all the uh, it checks all the boxes for like what I'm excited about. I'm surprised that there are people who love Guardians 2. I don't hate it like people, but I was like, I, this is another one where I'm like, I feel like they can go out like big. And I think that some of these characters, especially the CG ones, will live on. And uh, I actually hope that they find something to do with Mantis at some point after this. But uh, I think that you, you won't really have this collection of characters anymore. I, I don't even know if, uh, you know. Chris Pratt and enjoys doing these anymore. I mean, he's uh, he's tapped out of the Jurassic worlds, but I don't know. It, it looks good. I think that Adam Warlock is an interesting character to finally see on the screen. There's that. Uh, it's a very familiar feeling, but I'm okay with it because I do trust James Gunn at this point. 
Jeff, had you seen this before you're seeing it now, or is this the first time? I mean, I've seen a bunch of trailers for this one, I feel like, because I was kind of, I've been kind of avoiding trying to see the new trailers for things like Flash and all that, because so often it's like they just spoil the whole movie. And it seems like those are the kinds of movies where you'd probably be better off not knowing, because you already kind of know if you're going to go see it or not. So I don't need to see a bunch of scenes from it. I'll just go see it. No, stare at the scenes you're trying to avoid, Jeff. I don't think you're listening to me. <laughs> Just stare directly into it. Will, is this uh, something that you don't believe that uh, you would want to see maybe on Disney Plus if uh, people hear about it or just buy the soundtrack on vinyl? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably see it only because I've seen so much shit with them in it and it is the last piece that I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I should see how this ends and i like james gunn and i feel like it's always a telling thing of like what we could get with dc stuff character wise yeah. there were some genuine moments in that that made me laugh like his bit with what's her name and her eyes i don't with know why nebula. yeah which me. well that's a it's a big topic of conversation is nebula which we'll get to in a moment and um, i think his little scream there chris pratt's little scream i'm like well someone or multiple people are going to die i yeah. feel like because dave bautista declared that he was done after the third one before they started shooting that Drax is probably going to die. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, Batista, a uh, better actor than The Rock at this point. Both him and John Cena, like circles. The Rock just keeps trying to do the same thing. That's what's frustrating. So Dave Batista yes. and John Cena have enough fucking self-deprecating humor that they make fun of themselves. They don't have hit quotas. It's... They get shit kicked out of them. They have fun. They enjoy performing. To me, it's the difference between being an actor and being a WWE star. The Rock never left his WWE star persona because right. it worked so well for him and he's made so much money with it, whereas the other two wanted to stretch themselves and become real actors. Yeah. John I Cena's, I don't know how much of a great actor he is, but he's very funny and likable and believable. But I do think Dave Bautista he, actually has some good range. At least Cena yeah, tries. I think, I, right. Yeah, and I think Cena is perfect for characters like Peacemaker. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, you know, whereas I mean, I think the the Rock as Black Adam is not bad casting, but the Rock in Jungle Cruise is incredibly bad casting. It's not a great movie, no matter who's in it. But you're just like, so wait, this is like 1919, and and this guy is all jacked like this, like yeah, with his little captain's you know? hat on his giant head, like this is my ship, ma'am. I'm like, go away. What the fuck? You just no, no the, boats. The, the captain's hat is the uh, the only thing that uh, that I do believe. I think it looks great on him. And, <laughs> but uh, I think that a couple of the characters are going to die. I think it in some way would be fitting probably if uh, Peter Quill passes on, uh, at, you know, at the end. You know, there have been a lot of uh, promises that uh, there will be tears. I think Cosmo the dog will just get, uh, you know, run over in the first five minutes. It's like, hey, look, it's a new character. Oh, no. Oh, Damn it. It's still oh. a dog. <laughs> It is all about family, as I said, but they've built a good thing. Um, the interesting thing is uh, there's been a little bit of focus on less the trailer than the uh, poster. Uh, so we were talking about Nebula as portrayed by uh, Karen Gillan. And uh, there she is. Why are making a sexy pose? I know, exactly. You're like, I didn't, I didn't know that... Uh, you know, basically being carved up and reassembled by your megalomaniacal uh, adoptive father could still lead to uh, having such a body positivity about yourself, but yet she does. And then uh, in the poster for this movie, uh, she looks like this, where she kind of, 
What? Know? Wait, yeah. what was the poster the last one from? The first one is, was from the first Guardians. You know, so then there's a little bit of focus on the fact that uh, she, uh, well, she doesn't look so she, I guess. <laughs> it's like. I, also, I guess with both of these, I'm like, this is a 180 where her pose is also very stupid. Yes, like the, the no pose one, is incredibly stupid. No yeah, one does this. And the pose in the last one was stupid. Like no one stands around like that. If we're going to go all in for what this presentation could be for what we could get, uh, let, let's look no further than the great film Jumanji that uh, Karen Gillan was in. And this is, uh, you know, there it, it's it's a different uh, regimen than she was on for uh, Doctor Who, where I believe she was, of course, very lovely and beautiful. But this is like movie star toned. <laughs> and uh, then for Nebula, you know, I don't know how much time she spends in the blue makeup. Uh, but uh, it's it's interesting. And then, you know, so then people are like, well, then what is this? I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like her body is like completely artificial. Nebula, the character I'm talking about, so something could easily happen, you know, that you could pop that head on something else. I think th this is an example. Uh, this is why, and I wanted to bring it up. Well, it seems like people definitely look for certain things. And, you know, the fact that a, a female character pre is presented as more masculine uh, this has already been declared of uh, ah, more wokeness from Disney. If say there is some kind of change to the body, do you feel like uh, that's necessarily a bad thing for the character's story point? Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, we just have such a history of over-sexualization that I think to go in a different direction feels make people feel uncomfortable, but like, why does that technically matter? The same way that if it was normalized, characters who are very sexual sh shouldn't feel strange, but they feel trite and cliche because we've been doing it for a hundred years. It's just the pose and the design of that second yeah. one, but if they want to make her more masculine, that's fine. I don't give a shit. She's like a robot person. Who cares? If anybody's right. like, yeah, but now I can't think of fucking her. It's like, so you wanted to fuck her robot body before? When she's yes. also not. Oh, a person. wait, that was a rhetorical question. Just joking. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, which iteration of Nebula, Jeff, do you feel hypothetically? Do you feel like is there is it worth discriminating which Nebula is worth whacking it to? Or is it uh, is it all is it all fair game, really, in, in love and palm? Uh, uh, I guess I never really specifically thought of Nebula that like that. But uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird question, I guess, because like, yes, they the whole the whole character. There's not there's not really anything sexual about the character in any of the things that we've seen. Like, I get that they're gonna do the sultry poses for the posters because that's just like standard. Like, you're telling me that they don't make all these Creed three posters with like Jonathan Majors and right. uh, Michael B. Jordan with their ripped abs, just like you don't want to fuck me. You definitely <laughs> want to fuck me. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I can't imagine how Will doesn't have infinity boners when he watches those trailers. But uh, listen, I've already posted it, many, many times about Jonathan Majors. I do have infinity boners for that man. Yeah. Since, since I first saw him in uh, uh, Lovecraft Country, I was like, wait a minute. He got out of the car and he was like wearing this fitted shirt. And I was like, oh, fuck. I saw something that was like talking about all the things that he's been in since 2020. And there was one like right before Lovecraft Country where I had totally forgotten he was in it. I and think it was the like, Spike Lee movie, the Netflix, the five, the five bloods, the five bloods. It might be in that one. Yeah, like where he's the younger, the he's the son of uh, D, D Roy, Delroy, Delroy Lindo, Delroy Lindo. That's his name. Yeah. 
So anyways, yeah. yes, I love Jonathan Majors. Uh, beside the point, I digress. I don't know. I've never, I, I don't really think the first picture of Nebula was that sexy. I don't really care about the second picture of her. Again, it's like that whole character is the only, when I think about her, the only thing I really think about in terms of like who she is, is her relationship with her sister, right? Like right, that's the whole story we've really told about Nebula it, like with any kind of focus, like we've mentioned the torture that she went through with the Thanos, but it's mo- mainly her relationship with Gamora. So it's like outside of that, I I just kind of think of her as a, a sister character more than anything else. They haven't really given her any love interests. They haven't really given her anything else to do in the movies. She's good comedic relief, but like that's her, her character is very kind of shallow in that way in that it's, it's all about her relationship with Gamora. And it looks like they're, they're going to continue that in the next movie and it's going to be about resetting to what the dynamics were before Gamora changed. Right. And I would say from like Endgame onward, whenever we've seen her, they've used her for some light comedic moments, you know, which makes her fit in better with the guardians, you know, like from what playing like the little paper football with Tony when they're just trapped in space with nothing to do, you know, from that point on they, uh, you know, it's a, it's a kinder, gentler nebula. Uh, yeah, so look, I'm a, I'm excited for it, and uh, wherever her story may go or their story may go, whatever they decide with Nebula, it is a completely manufactured person that has been carved up. So it can really go any number of different directions. I do agree with Will. The interaction with Nebula and Peter in the elevator of the uh, of the trailer is actually very funny, and I'm all here for it. And uh, Will, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about. Uh, the biggest commercial from the big game, which of course was for Workday, and uh, it, uh, it featured, of course, the one and only Mr. Paul Stanley, and Ozzy Osbourne, and Billy Idol, and Joan Jett, and I'm forgetting somebody else, I think. Uh, but uh, it, how do, how does it feel? Well, this is the only way to see Kiss on stage during the Super Bowl is uh, in a commercial. Wait, they've never played a Super Bowl halftime show? No. They uh, did like a pre-show once. And even that was like within the last 20 years, you know, it was like very far along. Yeah. Because I don't know what you know about the Super Bowl halftime show, but um, they don't have um, uh, rock bands. It's not what they do anymore. (laughs) They have, but it's been about 15 years. This was the way to get to, to get to see Paul, but uh, it did uh, bring up sort of a happy memory. I will be playing the audio because it's worth it of uh, this is not you because will you had said that you had a thought about paul doing a commercial right and then yeah. i wanted to make sure that you saw one of the greatest commercials that was ever done which is the paul stanley folders commercial let me know if you guys hear it when it starts this is your wake up call time to reach go for it all Folgers stirs inside of me and i know what i can be limit is the sky That little move at the end, they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Will, it is the best part of waking up Folgers in your cup if uh, you walk into the kitchen and Paul I'm just gives it to you? As much as I love Paul Stanley, that commercial makes me despise Folgers. I like will never drink Folgers. I, I felt like a joke and then you're like, it's pretty serious. And I watched it again and I was like, yeah, I don't think they're fucking around. I think they, they think that this is cool. And it didn't, that commercial can't be that old. 
Like it no. could only be from the Live to Win era of his solo album, like 2007 or whenever that was. Yeah, it, it's within, it, it's in the 21st century for sure. I actually forget when it was. Anyway, uh, so uh, there was it's some fun awesome. on the big game and uh, I'm excited for uh, all those movies. And uh, I think it's going to be a good summer. It's kind of the, I don't know. I was going to say it's the first normal summer in a few years. Last summer was fairly normal, but they're like putting all their chips in. Movies are really just in the movie theater. Okay. Disney's going to stretch out their window beyond the 45 days before it goes on Disney+. Plus. Bob Iger coming back was like, yeah, if we want to make money in the movie theaters, one, the movies should actually be good. And two, they should be, you know, in the movie theaters and not everybody being like, well, I'll just watch it next month. You know, so it's true that like I definitely got more and more into the idea of like, "Eh, I don't have to wait that long. It'll be out streaming shortly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it depends on the studio, though, because it was like I legitimately was considering seeing that robot doll Megan movie. It was on iTunes like, yeah, within like two, three weeks. And it did well. It didn't flop. And it's still in the top 10. I mean, all things considered. But like, yeah. I the two movies that honestly the day and date release or whatever that really saved us was Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. The fact that like Christian, you unfortunately saw I think both of them in the theater, which is no, really just a, the just the last one. The the middle one I, I watched on, on the cock as they call it, Peacock. Yeah, yeah. I mean both of those movies were a waste of time, but yes. I saved money and time yes. by not having to go to the theater. And I could drink and pretend that they weren't as bad as that they were. But I did, I, I did get to have freshly popped popcorn, but uh, that it, it's not worth it. You could have, you know, if it, you could have had some pop secret at home and still enjoyed yourself. My jiffy pop on the stove, like Drew Barrymore in the beginning of Scream. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh oh yeah, Scream which by the way, that's another movie that's coming out. Which uh, yeah, well, you have a great title for Scream Six, don't you? It just looks like Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, so you called it, I think, Ghost- Scream 6, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Ghost- Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Ghostface Takes Manhattan? I don't know. The yeah. fact that the tagline is New York, New Rules, I'm like, we need to stop this right now. Yeah, right I, now. It, The fact that they're in New York, there's like a bat cave full of Ghostface suits. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but w- I thought we kind of got back on the rails in the last one. Nev Campbell was like, pay me, and they were like, fuck you. And she was like, all right, see what happens without me. And now yeah, I'm, I'm out. And I'm like, Oh no, they had to replace her with Hayden Panettiere. That's uh, let's see what happens. Save the cheerleader, save the world. So, That's you know, right. there's that. That's but right. uh I, I can't say I'm excited for that. That one uh I believe I will watch on Paramount Plus. <laughs> so um, but anyway, everybody's on the edge of their seat. Will everybody wants to know? Did Liev show up? Uh just to recap, Jeff, we told you that Liev was uh, going to be at another event. Uh, a fundraiser through his uh, his radio job uh, in, I believe, in Corona. And uh, he was scheduled to meet us at uh, your Belinda, uh, California, which you guys can look on a map if you want to know, but it's not that close. Uh, so uh, Jeff does know what happened. But uh, logically, when we spoke about this a week ago, you figured there was no way he was going to show up, right? I figured it was a low probability because typically what will happen is if he has an event, then he's going to go to that event and then get completely sidetracked. He's like the human embodiment of ADHD. <laughs> well, maybe uh, his uh, his lovely wife kept him on track because uh, I'm happy to announce that uh, Liev did show up at uh, a, a lovely chain restaurant known as BJ's. 
And uh, yes, that is actually why he chose it. Will, uh, how, uh, how how did it feel to uh, drive all the way down from Los Angeles to your Belinda to go to a chain restaurant that is, I believe, right next to the Grove? You know, you could have walked to probably. It was great. <laughs> I listened to Pamela Anderson's autobiography. So, you know, I got to hang out with Pam for a little while. There's there's way worse road trip partners, including uh, both of the guys that are in this picture with you. <laughs> you know, I'd rather rather spend the time with Pam. So the interesting thing was that Liev was get this, Jeff. He was dieting, so he got a poke bowl. But more noteworthy than that, he got soda water. He did not drink alcohol. Wow, is, is that more surprising than him showing up at all? I mean, I guess they probably go hand in hand, right? Yeah, that's the only reason he was able to show up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it seems like sobriety probably helps the mind stay focused. That's probably fair. The uh, The only thing truly Bujenski about this, or truly Liev about this, is um, he did bring a friend, uh, and I don't mean his wife. There was a there was a third. So I had to I had to alter our uh, our reservation. Uh, it was a guy that I had met last year on the uh, the Super Bowl. Don't, nice enough guy, right? Well, I, I don't even remember his name, but I probably would just, you know, not give it anyway. But uh, his, see, oh, I think go ahead. You can say his first name. I just don't remember. I think Michael. Yeah, that sounds about right. He was, yeah. a, he was a nice enough guy. We had a we had a big booth. Uh, yes. What were your takeaways from uh, our our dinner with our our old pal Liev? Will uh, that his wife is very patient. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very there was patient. one. There was he made some comment or joke. I don't remember what he said, but I definitely had. I didn't I actually didn't say, "Oh boy!" I remember going, "Oh man!" Like genuinely, yeah. like felt feeling bad for her that she sat and, I, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's I'm used yeah. to it." I was like, "Honestly, and, you're a saint." What is it that you see in this person? Well, yeah, really and, and, and I, I did point out that uh, you know I've been with my wife for almost twenty years. There was a time where people would say things like that to her, like, "How? <laughs> How do you put up?" I might have been a little bit of a handful in those days, but uh, you know, it's just more like the barrage of comments made, which I think is what Leah did. It. He referenced many times that she was born in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, that was know? really and, the thing uh, that made me uncomfortable. And I, the age thing, and I was like, we understand, but like, you keep she's going to get older eventually, and then what are you, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? We lose Christian, possibly. Oh, Just no. like Dave's going to lose his wife when she ages out, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio style. Mean. Uh, Liev DiCaprio. Yeah. So anyway, I used to be the one with the with the young girlfriend and the young wife. And uh, so I know that flex well, <laughs> you know, but now I'm just so old. And uh, you did, you had met her before because we we all hung out at Rock and Brews uh, before I broke my face on the pavement after that concert. Yes, yes she's uh, she's lovely, fun to, you know, hang out and talk to. But yeah, I think the big takeaway, incredibly patient and tolerant. Very, very, very tolerant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for for an otherwise unchanging Bujanski. Well, I guess that's not true. He did have a poke bowl and a soda water. I drank two beers. You know, had to make up for for one. Yeah. Do you think that uh, perhaps, let's just say, if the service had been better, maybe you would have had three? <laughs> it's very possible. But uh, I had to drive home. You know, I could get. Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't want to be too drunk in front of Pam while you were driving home. You know. No. I could, yeah. she'd be looking at me through the speakers and I want to disappoint her. So you were the only one who uh, drank and um, Heather and I were the only ones who got dessert. But if we're going to BJ's, <laughs> we're going to go get the Pazuki. And um, 
for people who don't know this chain, because it's not everywhere. Uh, if you hear the word Pazuki, what do you assume is that is kind of a, a that name represents? Have you ever had a Pazuki from BJ's, Jeff, from when you lived in L.A.? I have. I know exactly what the pizza cookie is. <laughs> exactly. Uh <laughs> Was there someone at the table, perhaps, Will, that uh, maybe realized in that moment why it's called a Pazuki? Uh, it was me. I just always thought Pazuki was like a cute name for their cookie. Yeah. I didn't act because they're not a pizza place. They're BJ's. And primarily they're like, here's our beer. And also you can get half of a Cheesecake Factory menu if you like. And so like <laughs> they're kind of like a, they do everything place that I don't think of them as a pizza place. But I do think of this large, adorable cookie for dessert so i was like pazuki that's guess that's cute and then for whatever reason i think i'd looked over at you guys and eating it and i was like i love that it comes in like a pie dish or a pizza yep. dish and i was like oh wait a minute pizza oh, fuck pizza cook oh god damn it it's a pizza cookie <laughs> i got it many years later but i got it you got the bj or the cookie both ah yeah but only one of those was on the table the other one was beneath the table I heard uh, Bujinski likes to play Ookie Cookie with a Pazuki. <laughs> what is Ookie Cookie? It's like Limp Biscuit. Like, is that a band? Ookie Cookie? Uh, no. So you know, Limp Biscuit is like the, based the on nookie. a very disgusting game, right? Oh, right, right, right. So Ookie Cookie, same thing. Oh, I see. Okay. It's interesting that Ookie Cookie came up because uh, we've talked about Limp Biscuit on the Blackcast a couple of times, and I don't mean the awesome. Uh, you know, rap metal band from the early 2000s. Uh, were you in the middle of explaining what the uh, Ookie Cookie slash Limp Biscuit was, Jeff? Uh, yeah, the uh, the idea of the Limp Biscuit, it's of course like a fraternity thing. Anyway, I think Big Biscuit got involved and didn't want us to tell that story. Do you think that that's fair? That uh, mm -hmm. just no nobody wants to actually hear us talk about that. I think that that's really what it came down to. Is it worth trying to explain what a Limp Biscuit is or should people just Google it? <laughs> should I try to explain it? So yeah, let's let you yeah. do it. So <laughs> a Limp Biscuit is when a bunch of guys who decide that they're definitely not gay get in a circle and masturbate looking deep into each other's eyes onto a cookie or biscuit or something like that. And the last guy to finish has to eat it. Yeah. And that is the Limp Biscuit. And uh, that is the most appropriately named band in the history <laughs> of music. We had meetings with Fred Durst when I worked at Podcast One for a potential podcast. Oh, boy. He, he revealed that maybe this is this is the secret. I don't think so. He was like, Limbiscuit started as a joke. He's like, it's not it wasn't supposed to really like be a real thing. But then it took off. And he was like, I was trying to parody. He's like, I'm a comedian, first and foremost. He's like, I was trying to parody like these kinds of people and like with our name and like everything was like a big joke. Like everything has always been a parody, but then it became super famous. And so he was like, wasn't supposed to be a real, real band, but then it became a very successful real band. Like hugely successful. You know, yeah. like he incited riots at Woodstock 99. <laughs> That's right. I remember there was a kid rock song that came out once way. This was like, you know, when he was more so in his heyday, and it was like, I've been sitting here wasting time, drinking, smoking, trying to lose my mind. And I was just like, is this a joke song? Is this a parody? Like, it's, I like legitimately was like, oh, he made a joke song, a, a song that's a joke. And then it was like a real song that kept getting radio play. And I was just like, hmm, okay. He did I, the, I don't know rock, what's what. 
has definitely always been a joke persona and then like really became like a meta joke persona with that one song that's like black lives matter all lives matter fuck you bitch go trump or whatever that song <laughs> the, the let's go brandon song, which, go brandon uh, song yeah. which jeff did his own remix on perhaps that's uh, right. yeah it's uh, triple I, platinum that's right <laughs> <laughs> what was it fuck what would you say you're like fuck ted cruz or fuck well he's like fuck well he's saying fuck joe biden right right oh it's um fuck fauci that's right fauci yeah the the best is like there's you can just imagine this like it's just crazy that it keeps happening and then it like it doesn't fully cut him out half the time it does like this garbled like you can't tell what he's trying to say because it's just like cutting through it new house new wi-fi oh yeah what did you do last week wait did you see the um, the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I didn't. What, uh, you, you what didn't. have I missed? I, just Ben Affleck oh, working at a drive-thru window at a Dunkin' Donuts. I guess I'll have to look this up. There's I did like, see, I was, what was it? That, that, uh, I watched more of that, like him and Jennifer Aniston thing. Jennifer People, Lopez, was, yeah, sorry, my bad. People are so invested in that because it's like, I could have seen that and just been like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and then just like, want to be there. <laughs> they're just like did you see how she was talking to him like, oh, oh my god it is not interesting but she makes a cameo in that commercial oh i spoiled it that's okay the ben affleck uh dunkin donuts commercial where he's working at uh i don't remember where where exactly the dunkin was it's like uh fuck where so, in somewhere in massachusetts but uh, yeah. yeah i thought i thought that was in response to us spending so much time in our last episode to you know showing him having difficulty carrying the duncan as it were that's right (laughs) yeah um but uh yeah my i was uh i was trying to you know be able to reference back to the uh episode where uh jeff dropped in the uh you know because we had an extended mix of of kid rocks let's go brandon song and uh, I think it was like the whole thing, <laughs> you know, Jeff's whole mix, not the actual song. Yeah, I had uh, a lot of free time on my hands, dude. So. Yeah, it, 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 but it, it, it was uh, it was not your first release here with the Black Cast because the first thing was, of course, DJ Tanner. DJ Tanner, that's oh, right. DJ Tanner. Full music. Full yeah. music. Just <laughs> <laughs> DJ Tanner. Well... This is uh, this is fun though because I'm like sitting here with my whole setup and just talking into my phone because I can't I can't trust the rest of it you know I can't I can't trust the technology I can't trust everything that's around me it's a good way to make sure that we finish on time you know it's like if uh, yeah <laughs> if if my computer's not working will the uh, we're still in the uh, early rollout for the book right yeah well I'll you know I'll come around to it when it's ready. Yeah, history right. rated R. They could listen to my podcast, history rated R. Apparently, we were having yeah. some Spotify issues. I don't know if those are fixed, but Dominica Saxon is also a listener of that show. And if he has Apple or other things, it is available elsewhere, like Stitcher and some of those places. Some of those places, yeah. You got to switch over to data, Christian. <laughs> I thought I did, actually. And I switched over to Brent Spiner. Uh, <laughs> I met Brent Spiner a couple months ago. God, this is what, what? Cr- Wait, Cricket you Wireless met, gets you. You met Brent Spiner a couple months ago? Yeah, he was a guest on uh, Phil Rosenthal's podcast. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, But he's an android, so he didn't need anything, right? 
he ordered something to appear human, but he just sort of like oh. he put it in the mouth hole and, you know, went to like a compartment or whatever. And then later I saw him behind a dumpster in an alley, like taking it out of his chest cavity and throwing it away. No. Just shits out a fully uneaten burger. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked it up, ate it right there. It was great. Nice. Yeah, it was clean. It just passed through. <laughs> Kept it warm. It was really nice. Uh, well, our uh, our next broadcast, we're going to talk about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Will, I just say, you got to skip this one. I know you like Jonathan Major, though, and I will say he's yeah. great in it. Even people who didn't like the movie are like, oh, yeah, but he's really good. But, but you're saying I should skip it? I'm saying you should skip it because of the what people who don't like it are saying. I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be all the things you feel. Okay. And he's going to be around for a while because, you know, he's, he's Kang. And, he's the new Thanos. And there are infinite versions of Kang, which we know from comic books. So yeah. uh, he can be around for as long as they want him to be. Uh, but he did also appear on the, the Loki series uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so you, there's other ways to get him than going to see a movie that I don't, I, I just have a pretty, considering you walked out in the middle of uh, Doctor Strange, I don't know that you would love this one, but uh, Paul Rudd is very likable. He's very attractive. So there's sure. that. Yeah. Um, Jeff, are you planning to see Ant-Man? I, I think I have tickets tomorrow. I bought them like Excellent. a little before the reviews came out to let me know that I was going to be wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the it's the first one in a while that I, I went and saw a second time. I went to see it yesterday. There's some extenuating circumstances as to why I needed to he- head out, decompress in a movie theater. And uh, Cocaine Bear doesn't come out till next week, so oh. uh, I <laughs> I'd had a I'd had a long day of just waiting around for appointments with Lucy, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to the movies at three o'clock, and uh, I wanted to see it in 3D IMAX because I saw a regular 2D projection when I went the other time. So. I don't know. I liked it, but I'm the quintessential Marvel homer, but it's been a long time since I saw one a second time. So whatever that matters for people in the audience, Dominicus Saxon, I believe, is planning to see it, uh, I think, at least twice over the weekend because he's going to see it once with his wife. So hopefully uh, Mrs. Saxon enjoys it. Mrs. Blatt enjoyed it as as much as one does, and I'm glad to see that Jeff's going to see it. But uh, popcorn, that's the key. And then uh, I, I have the official announcement now. Uh, that I have already recorded my interview with Dana Carvey, so I know that it will happen because it already happened. And uh, <laughs> I, will post it, I will post it on Monday, March 6th. Uh, so uh, that'll be, I believe, Blackcast 3.30, slight chance Blackcast 3.31, but, uh, sorry, 5.30, 5.31. Even I, even I want to forget 200 episodes of this show. But uh, so, uh, yeah, I believe it'll be. But that's the day that the audio and video will post is uh, March 6th. Talked to him for about 75 minutes and uh, could have done another 75. But uh, I didn't want to be rude and take up as much of his time as I did with Lovitz. Lovitz, I talked to for more than two hours. Are like 15 of those minutes you frozen and Dana just riffing? No, it was before I switched the Wi-Fi. Ah, It was the old Wi-Fi, the one that's supposed to not be as good. (laughs) Yeah, because this was me switching to better Wi-Fi. And I thought about, like, switching back, and I'm like, but this one's got to be better. Maybe it's your computer. It doesn't have the uh, proper 802.11 Wi-Fi connection. 
Well, I definitely don't know what any of those numbers mean. So the odds of my computer knowing it are actually probably pretty likely. But I've got uh, I've got some other shows that I'm doing later today, so I believe I will be switching back to the old Wi-Fi. But uh, <laughs> thanks. For, it really felt like old times, like old times in the the early part of the pandemic. There were always I was always having Wi-Fi problems, and that was a that was a really old computer. And then I bought a new one, and then it had gone a lot better. But that's all right. I think we had fun today. What did we learn, Will? What did we learn today? Not to see Ant-Man. That's very if helpful. If you're you. Yeah. Other people can go see it. But, no, uh, no I don't think you should. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very firmly that you would not enjoy it. I did not like the last one, so I feel like I probably will not like this one. But also, if, if you've had a couple of cocktails, that's not going to make you like it more. I can guarantee that. It's not going to It's not more grumpy when I watch things drunk, so I shouldn't do yeah. that. Although a friend did mention that it would be, uh, because it's in the quantum realm, it is the first Marvel movie that would be better on mushrooms from what someone told me, but not, I don't know that from experience. So, yeah. I feel like it'd be hard to watch a movie in 3D on mushrooms. Yeah, that's a great point. (laughs) It just explodes. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, well, Will, we mentioned... We mentioned history rated R. Yes. We usually mention how Jeff doesn't want to be found. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. We'll, we'll see you next time where I'll talk about Ant-Man, which I enjoyed. And uh, I'll be with other people who may or may not have enjoyed it. That'll be, that'll be fun of the, the fun part of the conversation. It's, uh, it's almost right down the middle in terms of like even people who kind of like it are like, yeah, but then the third act. So we'll talk about that next week. And Dominicus Saxon will have seen it by then. Uh, at Will Sterling underscore, right? That's me. Yeah, at Christian DMZ, the Blackcast on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. We'll see you next time on the Blackcast. But first, here's a little collection of shout-outs to yours truly on the Cardiff Electric podcast. You may have seen Cardiff on this show a few weeks ago, and uh, he does not remember. Check that out, our audio audience. And we will see you next time on The Blackcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Cardiff Electric Show. Yes, you know what time it is. Does everybody know what time it is? It's time. Welcome to the stream. And now for the hottest spot on YouTube. Cardiff Electric. Roll call. It's time for roll call. The Blad cast. Welcome to the stream. Who are you? Tonight is a very special episode of the Cardiff Electric Podcast. Also the Bladcast. Who am I, Cardiff? You were on my show as a surprise to Carl. Yeah. Sure. You know how many shows I do a week? The Blad to cast. Thousands, thousands. I can't keep them all straight. I am the king of all podcasts. Yes, the king of all podcasts. Anyway, go watch the Bladcast with me and Carl. It was a great show, if I remembered it. But if I was on, it must have been great, right? Give myself a bill. Thank you to the Bladcast, whoever that is. Fashion 2000 off the air long before 2000. Thank you, the Bladdit cast. 
for that fun fact. Are you ready for a little controversy? Come on, people, let's make some noise. Y'all are going to sleep over here. Go in like a tap. What? Like a tap. Spinal tap. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Get all up in there. Into a spine. Go to 11. <laughs> I don't understand. Please clap. That's where you make noise. for listening to the bladcast don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel the bladcast that's b-l-a-d-t-c-a-s-t you can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found like the bladcast on facebook follow at bladcast on twitter and instagram and of course the man responsible for what you just heard is on twitter and instagram at christian dmz I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Lobang is when you suck a bunch of dudes' dicks. No one's going to see this anyway, so I can admit this here, right? Well, this has been the Bladcast. I am your host, Christian Blatt. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed.